What is up, guys? Back with a quick episode today. We're going to be going over part two of the Hoop Lottie YouTube interview that I did a couple months back. So in this one, we talk about what it takes to play D1, how to help your team when you're hurt, and then also picking the right school for you. So some of the stuff I've touched on in the past, but I hope it gives you some new insight as well um, onto what it takes to really play Division One basketball. So enjoy the episode. I did a lot of, in- a lot of individuals in high school or in junior college. Um, have Division One dreams, but not necessarily Division One habits. Talk to us about your habits that you that you were able to cultivate at a younger age. That you feel like helped you become a Division One athlete. Right. So I think first off, you have to think about how much do you really love the game. And I think you can answer this before you even get to school. By high school, right? You should make the decision. Okay, do I do I really love basketball enough to play Division One? Because that's obviously the biggest time commitment. Um, is division one basketball. So, and if there's nothing wrong with it, not like you don't want to play division one, right? Even if you do, if you realize, you know, I, I want to party, I want to go out, which obviously you can do it to some extent. If you want, if you want to, you know, be a successful division one basketball player, then you have to love it. I really believe that, or you will be miserable. So you really have to prioritize, okay, basketball, right? Basketball is my focus not socialization. So division two, division three, you'll have a little bit more time on your hands, but I think that's the biggest thing is really thinking about while you're in high school, how much do you love the game of basketball? Now, when I got there as a freshman, there were some habits, right? I was, I I don't think I was a perfect person when I got there by any means. I was a little bit lazy. You know, I just loved to play pickup. Um, I didn't, you know, working hard. I didn't really know what that really meant. So I got to college and I think that's, what's going to happen with a lot of players. You learn what mental toughness is. You learn how to fight through adversity. So I think that was huge. From my freshman year to my sophomore year, I made a big jump. Mentally, I was able to push through barriers. I was able to encourage my teammates, talk more. There's a lot more to it than just talent and physical skill. It's more of a mindset, right? And it's about learning how to actually play the game of basketball within a team concept. So in terms of habits, it's, again, you have to be able to manage your time. As a freshman, that's probably the hardest thing, managing academics, Right. And then basketball, you have a busy schedule. You might have class in the morning, then you might go right to practice Then you're going to have class after you might have study hall. So there's no one, there's no professor that's knocking down your door for your homework, like in high school, right. Reminding you every night, or you're going to get a zero. There's no makeup work. There's no extra credit. So it's really about balance. And then, you know, again, priorities, if you're not getting your work done, it's going to affect your game too. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my favorite quotes is by Mike Tyson. that says, everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Right. Uh, and so for me, that just means things that you didn't expect to happen. And mm-hmm. I, I know that you went through some some injuries. Talk to right. us about how you had the mental fortitude to be able to get through that and what that process looked, looked like for you to actually still be a student athlete at the Division One level. Right. So even in high school, again, after my freshman year, I tore my ACL going into my sophomore year. So that was tough, you know, as a kid, having to go through that injury, rehabbing on your own. When I got to college, again, going into my sophomore year of college, tore my other ACL. Uh, There's no bad leg now is what I like to say, because I've had both both surgically repaired. So, you know, in women's basketball, those are like, sadly, two of the most you know common injuries, the ACL. Uh, injury. So it's a whole year recovery. It's rehab. It's a lot of players, you know, if you're not in it mentally. It's really hard to recover from. And you have to be, again, it's a day by day process over a year of recovery. When you're recovering from that sort of injury, it's so important to obviously you're doing your daily rehab, but to try and stay engaged with the team, because it's easy to have an in- a year, a season ending injury, right. And then just kind of fall off from 
you know, being at practice all the time because you might be doing separate stuff, right? So you do your rehab, your weights, all that. But you really want to try and stay as involved with the team as you can. I kind of became a coach on the floor, and this really helped me. You know, I made sure that I got my rehab, all that stuff in before or after practice, but I was always out there for practice watching, you know, seeing what I saw, telling the coaches what I saw from my perspective. Um, and it kind of just gave me, again, a new perspective as, as opposed to playing. Because you don't see everything when you're playing. You're kind of worried about yourself, right? You're not, you don't see the little details of what goes on. So I think that that's really, really important is to try and stay as involved as you possibly can. And then at the same time, you're going to have down days when it comes to big time injuries. So you got to stay mentally tough. Surround yourself with people who have positive thoughts who are going to give you positive messages. I think that's a championship mentality. Like, I don't think that's something that I don't want to gloss over that at all, because right. you say, well, if I was a player, then I will only be worried about myself and if I'm mm -hmm. doing well. But I think when individuals get injured, they have that same mentality. They they feel like, you know what, if, right. I, if I can't be out there, then it doesn't matter. and It's not about me. Right. So, right. man, being a being a, a team player, being a player that is a cheerleader for others on a team, um, mm -hmm. that's that's huge. And I think that's probably the reason why or just one of the reasons of why you were so su successful uh, at the division one program that you're at you know uh, to be that successful right. out of five years that is that is not something that, that that happens very often talk to us about the school that you settled in on as far as division one basketball program and tell us why you end up choosing uh, that school as opposed to some other ones that, that were mm -hmm. even bigger than that school Right. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I had decided when I was a senior that I didn't want to stay in New York. So I kind of wanted to get out of the New York area. Um, but I ended up committing to Quinnipiac, which is a school that I had literally never heard of um, before they started recruiting me. Uh, I also had some other schools on there. Um, and I almost committed to a different school before that because I really got attached to one of the assistant coaches at that other school. So when that school was recruiting me, um, I, you know, was ready to commit, ready to commit because of just this one coach that was, you know, I really, really just gravitated to. As I go to commit to that school, I actually call the head coach up. I'm, I'm ready to commit, super excited, all that. And he actually tells me that somebody just took the last scholarship, right? I was, imagine, you know, you're making your college commitment, it's supposed to be a huge day. Um, and you get that, that news right on the other end of the phone. So, you know, my heart dropped. I just remember it specifically, but it, it was the best thing that could have ever happened because, you know, I got home that night, talked to my parents and they're like, you need to go to the school that wants you the most. And after, you know, reflecting on everything, I had barely spoken to that head coach, maybe two conversations, right? Again, I was just in touch with the assistants. That's at the, this is a big thing for a lot of players. Make sure that you establish relationships with not just one coach, but all coaches on that staff. Because I ended up committing to Quinnipiac the next day, who was who was a team, a program that embodied family, family atmosphere. Our coach has been there. She's going into our, her 25th season, right? So stability, program stability. There's not coaches going in and out of there every year, right? Every two years. There was really a family atmosphere. I had a relationship with each one of the coaches, um, and I knew that, you know, I could go there, play a role, contribute, and, uh, you know, obviously we had some good success. I played for three different coaches in four right. years. Yeah, and three it's – Three different it's, coaches. Tough, How tough is that, though? Because not every coach is going to value you the same way. Yeah. They're not – everyone has a different perspective on the game. One might value offense. One might value defense. If you got recruited by a coach that – you know, valued your shooting ability, right? But didn't wasn't really crazy about de defense. Then that coach gets fired, right? And which happens all the time. College basketball is a business. That next coach comes in, 
and he he's bringing in three recruits that he already recruited to shoot the ball. Where where's your spot now? Right? You don't you don't serve a purpose for him anymore. At the end of the day, it's it is a business. So so once getting to Division One, uh, you get to experience a different style of basketball, a different level of basketball, and in that you do different drills. What are some drills that you wish you would have known about when when you were in, maybe in high school that you feel like would have helped you in your transition to Division One basketball? Don't think drills. It's play. Play as much as you possibly can. I can't recommend this enough. It's not about how many cones you can grab or all that kind of stuff. It all has a time and a place. I, I love it. But at the end of the day, playing pickup, playing one-on-one, playing two-on-two at the park is, is for me, I think the best way to really improve. So, Jen, you talked a little bit about family being a big reason of why you chose the school you end up going to. Uh, my question to you is, did you know what type of style of play that you that you enjoy playing at? Because I think that individuals choose schools maybe because they, they like the favorite, they, they, they have their favorite colors in the jersey or because it's in a nice area of town or whatnot, but they don't really think about smaller, well, I wouldn't say smaller details. They wouldn't think about other details as far as what offense, what defense best highlights them. Did you know that coming into college? Right. I think that this is super important. And I actually wish that I did like a little bit more research on it when I was in high school. But I think that for players making their decisions now, this is huge. Make sure you're watching multiple games of that team. And I did that. I watched a bunch of games um, of Quinnipiac before I committed there. Um, And that's what players should be doing. But I think even more so, like see yourself, where can you see yourself in that offense? So for me, again, playing in New York City, the style of play was completely different than what I was accustomed to. You know, I was playing pick and roll offense, more pickup ISO ball in high school, but I knew that I had the ability to fit into a system. And I was actually kind of excited for that because at the end of the day, you know, one-on-one basketball, when you're getting, when you're in the game is not as much fun to play because not everybody's involved. Right. You know, so I was excited to be able to have kind of more of a direct role um, in terms of emotion, offense, being able to get to get shots off of reads, being able to play multiple spots on the floor. Um, so I was actually very excited, and I did know that going in that that's how Quinnipiac, that's how their style style of play was. It was the ball is never dominated by one player um, on any given day. Uh, there's a bunch of people scoring. It's not just centered around one person. So I was excited for that, and I think for players now that is huge. Make sure that you watch that team play, understand the coaches philosophy and how they want to play and how you see yourself fitting in. 